Oh, I thought that that's a that is a Kirby's Pillow Palace ass name if I've never heard one. Would it be so bad if an 84-year-old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot. It's written down in front of you, you idiot. This is like the buffalo chicken wrap of answers. I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005. I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole. I would also like Your to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right? Everybody get off IMDb now. Time to record. This episode and probably this whole this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show we talk about comic books, video games, and how awful daylight savings is. Um, there's no there's no joke. It just it just took an hour of my sleep that I desperately needed today. I didn't think it was that bad today. Oh, well. I didn't think it was bad until someone reminded me it happened, and then I was angry about it. I mean, I also we didn't work we didn't work today like you did, Kyle. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to bed after the time already changed, so like oh. I was I was awake to be angry about it, but I don't know. You're all you're all dead to me. Um, <laughs> so, guys, um, here we are, almost a year post end game a few months into the disney plus era um we are s- i don't like that <laughs> i love it i love I it i don't it's gross <laughs> you don't like disney plus gross i mean disney we can plus? agree or disagree on whether or not disney plus is a good streaming service why does it sound so sexual it sounds like there's three u's in it and i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> nothing sounds sexual about the word plus Oh, well. Can we keep... Everyone is skipping out of this, and they're moving on to their episode of the daily. Your mouth is too moist when you say that, Matt. No, oh, now Listen, they're gone. No, Everyone's gone. The word, the word titular is old hat. This is a plus podcast now. <laughs> plus cast. The plus cast, if you will. Kyle, please take um, control. Uh, Kyle, I, I, please. I started this. Um, so, um, so yeah, we're about a year after Endgame, a few months um, since the launch of Disney Plus, standing on the cusp of Phase Four of the MCU, and just a whole new like wave and era of Marvel shows and movies. Um, so we thought this would be a good time before everything all starts up again um, to have a conversation about the upcoming MCU lineup. So today I am joined by Todd, Captain Falcon, Thomas, Matt, God of Hammers, Cole, right on, and and Andrew, Sorcerer Supreme, Henderson. I also agree with that name. (laughs) To help me give you, the listeners, a state of the MCU address. So guys, before we dive in, what are your thoughts kind of on the MCU as it stands? Uh, your confidence in Disney and Kevin Feige, Disney Plus, and the end of the end of two beloved characters and um, kind of what new characters ha- we have in store. Just general thoughts on where we are here in March 2020. Now, is this is this before we get into it? Is this Disney as a as a corporation? Or Disney as a media engine, because I think those are two very different questions. It's everything that touches Disney, I think. <laughs> those are two very different questions. I'm specifically asking your confidence in Disney's ability to make 
movies and Marvel movies specifically. Because I'm very confident that Disney is really adept at vertical integration and <laughs> destroying competition <laughs> and creating a monopoly. But if that's not today, then... Here's that Thanos meme of of Mickey with the gauntlet and all the properties that they own as Disney. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Kyle, I've got answers for your questions. I, I like answers. So approximately 25% of the YouTube videos I watch nowadays are like Marvel speculation <laughs> and like where the Marvel universe is going. The other three quarters are like cross bachelor it's, well, recaps. Okay, no, I catch my bachelor news on Instagram. What up, Bachelor spoilers? Get at me. Um, I one of them is CrossFit videos. The other one's politics, and like the third, I mean, uh, probably stuff from Let's Play and Funhouse. But anyway, that's not important. Kyle, your questions, my answers. I think that Disney is taking the approach of throw more money than any of us can actually fathom at this next phase with all the rumors of like the casting and what they're doing and how much they're throwing at us. That. I have no doubt. I mean, I guess I have no other option but to be optimistic because they are literally throwing so much money at this and giving us so many things to like get excited about that they're just making sure that like it can't fail. You know, like they're going to stuff so much money into everyone's pockets that's attached to everything. A a counterpoint Star Wars. A... And just their handling of that franchise. Now, okay, so I'll follow that up. So let's let's take your next point, your question about, you know, Kevin Feige himself. So I'm very confident in what he is doing because he has not let us wrong yet, in my opinion. And to answer what you just said about Star Wars, look at what Disney Plus did with their most recent, their only series that they've launched. Mandalorian was really, really good. And that comes from me, someone who's like, I don't know, like a, a three Star out of five... Guy. Yeah, like a three out of five Star Wars fan. Like, I've not paid to see a Star Wars movie in theaters ever. So, like, and for me to be, like, pumped about Mandalorian as it came out, and I do not care, I, knowing that, like, I truly am invested in any other Disney Plus thing they're doing with Marvel, like, I think that, like, they're, I mean, I think that's just going to be successful. And also, with that, if you think about it, when Mandalorian was done... I think they saw subscriptions drop, just like yeah. HBO saw subscri subscriptions drop when Game of Thrones was done. Yeah. And yeah. because if you notice, in that following month, they announced like three more Disney Plus things, and they moved um, WandaVision up to the end of 2020 instead of the beginning of 2021. Yeah. So like, I think they know they've got something, and they have to like make it good. Make it stick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, for your last question about like, what do we do without... Uh, Tony Stark and um, Captain America. I think it's good that two thirds of like the big three starters have kind of stepped off to the sides, though. I think you're stupid if you think we're not ever going to see either of them again in some capacity. Yeah. But I think there are a lot of other strong characters that aren't like the starting three white men that like are going to take the torch and run with it. And they'll fraction or they'll, they'll fracture off some of the story focus away from just them all right that's me vomiting everything i know at a broad spectrum of mcu stuff a wide shot mm -hmm. yeah answer all the questions um and i i only ask the question as a conversation starter i actually um the the difference i think with disney's handling of the mcu and the disney's handling of the star wars franchise uh -huh. is kevin feige and yeah. um 
he hasn't, like you said, hasn't given me any reason to doubt them yet. Um, but I will say the the rise of Skywalker has made me say Disney is not infallible with these big properties either. Oh, so, sure. Um, we'll see what happens. Matt, Andrew, you got any any thoughts, any endorsements or derision to throw? Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of what Todd said. I think that the MCU as it stands right now is in a good spot because I think they did the right thing by having Endgame and then just kind of dipping out for a year. I mean, obviously, like, Far From Home came out and yada yada, but, like, to give everybody that really, like, 10-month break? I don't remember what the exact release date of Far From Home was, but basically a 10-month break. It was from May. May? Yeah, yeah so, so with... It was. It will be a full year by the time Black Widow comes out. A full twelve month yeah. break from Marvel, I think, was a great call because it gives everybody time to like get excited about it again, but also not look at the new stuff as well. Where are they going to go from here? You know, yeah. it's a it's a little easier to forget or not even forget, but just to acknowledge like that story is complete. And we're going to move on to a new story, uh, which I think is really good. I'll I'll add to that point and say um, it definitely let the impact of Endgame kind of land. And like Far From Home is, isn't an MCU movie and like was more an epilogue than another chapter mm -hmm. of that story anyway. So I think that I agree. they It was a good call, like letting everyone just kind of sit with Endgame with Infinity War and Endgame for a whole year before we get more. Well, and they had they had also said initially um Far From Home was like being portrayed as the start of phase 4 and in like the months leading up to Endgame, they kind of changed that tone and clarified they're like no no no, this is the end of phase 3. Yeah. yeah. Like like and and I really hadn't thought about it until you just said it Matt how long it has been. Yeah. And like the reality is they like who, I mean, and knowing that Black Widow is up next, and that's not even, that's set in the past, like, by the time we get the first thing that's now, it's going to be, well, either Morbius or Disney Plus's Falcon the Winter Soldier, depending on how you look at it. So, yeah, I think it's it's a good point to say, like, they're kind of giving this, like, time to let things settle. Yeah, which I think is really crucial, and I guess that sort of leads into my next point, which is my confidence in Disney Plus and Kevin Feige, um, I think that my confidence in Disney remains as what my confidence in Disney has always been, is that they have a gigantic, unfathomable bank account, and they will give it to whoever they have the most confidence in. And sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're wrong, so I don't know that I always trust Disney, but I do forever trust Kevin Feige. Um, I think that he is truly the god king of the MCU. Um, <laughs> we built the MCU on the back of a lot of people, but I don't think anybody has quite atlased the universe the way Kevin Feige has. Um, so I think that I I have a lot of confidence in Kevin Feige to take things in the right direction. And I think it's interesting going from where we've been to where we are now, because this year-long break and then coming in with Black Widow and then the Eternals, it's not necessarily coming back into a point for casual Marvel fans. Like at this point, if you're into Marvel, if you're going to go see the Eternals movie first weekend, the day it release or the day it releases, it's because you're a huge Marvel fan and you've been following the movies, not necessarily because you're a casual comic book movie viewer. And I think that we're in a good spot for that because coming out of Endgame, I don't know that that 
in itself was a movie for casuals. Um, because if you hadn't watched, I don't know, 14 of the 22 <laughs> movies that came beforehand, you weren't going to understand a lot of it. So I think that my confidence coming forward is pretty good because I think they've built a dedicated fan base. They've given that fan base time to simmer and they've given the keys to Kevin Feige to drive the really nice car the whole way to Banktown. Um, I like your point that, you know, Black Widow, even Morbius, the Eternals, um, Shang-Chi are not casual Marvel uh, movies, which I think um, you can kind of see that from like the past in between Avengers movies. Like it was us going to see the Ant-Man and um, Doctor Strange. It wasn't it wasn't your parents going to see those like it was for Infinity War and Endgame. So um, it's you can make the argument that Guardians was like that too, and even Thor, mm-hmm. and to some extent Iron Man when it sure. first came out. Though. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I think that I make that point because mm-hmm. I view them as taking this next phase as rebuilding a fan base. You know, mm-hmm. they're not trying to come out mm-hmm. the gates with a huge blockbuster casual mm-hmm. movie of like, here are all of these names you already know, come and see it. It's like, we're going to rebuild. We're going to start from the bottom again. We're going to make a whole nother story arc. Um, and I think that's really important. I think if you want to look at it, look at it even cynically, um, it's who's who's coming to see these less impressive um, offerings we have. It's this this same group of people seeing every movie we put out let's put out the smaller movies for these people not for the casuals yeah i would i would challenge one thing like i know i don't know if necessarily the the word you wanted was like less impressive but less like expansive or less like like the the title character doesn't grab people because and i know we'll talk about it but if you would have asked me when they announced the black widow movie if i was excited for it i would have said no I would have said, no, I'm not excited. I know what her character is up to right now, <laughs> and I'm not excited. <laughs> um, but the more I've seen and the more I've read, and especially the trailers, I get this like very much so James Bond, John Wick vibe from it. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, I can say more about that when we talk about it. But like, again, that one is one that I was like, I'm not interested. And now I'm like, no, I'm super pumped. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these are are very much like wait and see. Like, I because I could, I feel like I could have said the same about a about a Scarlet Witch vehicle. Yeah, was mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. yeah, it's a cool character. Do I really want to watch an entire series on Scarlet Witch? And the answer is un- undoubtedly yes. Now, <laughs> yeah, after yeah. right, right yeah. after seeing uh, those previews. Anyway, go ahead, Matt. Oh yeah, as far as my thoughts on Disney Plus, I don't know that I have anything original to say here. Like, it's Disney Plus. It's like Netflix, but with Disney money. I'm sure it'll be fine. I haven't watched Mandalorian, but I hear it's great. And so good. I think that Kevin Feige is the gatekeeper of all things Marvel. And if you want to make a Marvel thing on a Disney budget, you got to get the Kevin Feige approval and he's not going to approve stupid shit because I think Kevin Feige is a genius. Um, and I'll, I'll put that hot take out there. And then my last mm-hmm. thing is like, yeah, I agree with you, Todd. Um, it'll be interesting to move forward without Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. But you're a goddamn fool if you don't think we're ever going to see or hear from Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans again. Yeah, um, exactly. I, th- I think Chris Evans is the big one to come back. I think we're going to see a lot more Chris Evans than we are Robert Downey Jr. Um, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. has done a lot of interesting interviews about wanting to move on. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, but the Robert Downey Jr. Joe Rogan episode was very good. And he talked a lot about like post MCU stuff and 
that he's always open to coming back to that character, but he doesn't really have any interest in coming back to that character without it being worth it to the content of the story. Um, and so I think that Kevin Feige is smart enough and Robert Downey Jr. is like rich wise enough. enough and yeah, <laughs> yeah. rich enough for sure <laughs> that they're not going to ham fist Tony Stark and Chris Evans back in anywhere. It's never going to feel wrong. Um, I think we might get like a mentor shot or a flashback here or there, but I don't think six years from now, suddenly Tony Stark is going to come back to life or anything crazy like that. Um, and I honestly, I don't think they need to. Like I said earlier, I think they're building a new fan base. They're building a new storyline. And if you would have told me in 2008, I was going to be as attached to Tony Stark as I was in 2019, I wouldn't have believed you. So I'm sure that whoever they select as the main drivers of this next arc, I'll be just as attached yeah. to 10 years from now as I was to Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Well, I'll, I'll say two things before I let Andrew let andrew go um one my prediction is all these flashback movies like black widow are perfect to slip a steve rogers um living his normal life uh yeah. cameo <laughs> into yep. um and two we'll see we'll see how many more uh dr doodles come out before Robert Downey Jr. comes crawling back to the that's, MCU. And that's what oh, I was going to say, that apparently Dr. Doolittle did not do well. It was bad, from was, what I was it told. It was very, very bad. Did, did anything suggest otherwise, though, in the, no. well, in the marketing? I mean, the, all the names attached to it would have suggested otherwise, but like, I, I feel like, yeah, how many more Dr. Doolittles <laughs> can there be before you're like, well, if I want, if I want another big payday, I got to stop back in, but I've got... I'll, I'll leave those thoughts for later. Yeah, and I'll say, like, again, I'm not... I'm not here to pimp Joe Rogan's podcast, but um, I listened to that episode and it was really interesting. And one of the yeah. things that Robert Downey Jr. said was effectively like, I just want to do some weird shit. Like I've made my money. I've I've pulled my life back from the gutter and I'm pretty happy about it. And I got a wife and a life and I just want to ride it out and enjoy things. So I think so he's, he's going to pull an Elijah Wood or Daniel Radcliffe and just take weird weird roles he's the new daniel radcliffe like he's gonna doctor do little shit up for the next 20 years <laughs> and just do some like weird guns akimbo things and enjoy it and good on him yeah. um you want to become a, a human boat like daniel radcliffe <laughs> and or have guns bolted to your hands robert um, downey yeah. jr you real be my quick guest. though that movie is really, really good. Did you see Stop it? it. Gun, no. Guns Daniel Akimbo? Radcliffe is a, is a, no, the one where he's a dead man. Oh, no, I didn't see that. He's trapped on an island, or Paul Dano's trapped on an island and has to use Daniel Radcliffe as a farting raft. No, no I didn't no, see I've that. I've not seen it, it's, but I did it's hear so, it was good. It's so goddamn good <laughs> and so weirdly surreal. I really anyway. want to see Guns Akimbo, but I have not. Yeah, that's, I'd like to see that, too. Yeah, I haven't seen any other Daniel Radcliffe movies recently. Yeah. He's he's an excellent actor. Um, I'll go. I'll, I'm not going to echo anything else. Repeat anything you guys said, but a couple points. Um, we talked a little bit about Star Wars, and I, I do. I I think this has been real a really interesting journey to see these two franchises going kind of almost head to head. You know, and yeah, Disney owning both is very good for them and very good for them alone. Yep. And 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 the reason why is they've basically made it. And we've talked about this before, and this kind of thing this comes up every time we talk about. MCU is Disney has, has created a system where they own more than 51% of just movies, like movie theater movies. Disney now owns pop culture. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Like if, like if it weren't for Disney, would we even go to the movie theater anymore? Really? 
I mean, we went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog. That's not Disney property. We did, but that movie never it's would fair. have happened if it weren't for yeah, that's the movie like Disney movie. That's what, like we as a society would we? Do you think? I mean, we don't. I don't need an answer right now, but I, you know, would we as a society actually still go to the movie theater? There, there is an argument. There is an argument to be made that like every piece of media coming coming out in the last five years and coming out in the next ten is going to either be Disney or a reaction to Disney in some way. Yeah, and that's yeah. um, not the best. I would I would say yeah. that Rocket Rocket Raccoon Rocket Raccoon walked so that Sonic could run. Yeah. Now, and I don't want to get into a big argument about vertical integration and whatnot because this isn't that this isn't that energy. But but I do think that when you ask me what my confidence is, I don't have a lot of confidence in Disney as an organization. I have a lot of confidence in the MCU, and I have always had a lot of confidence in the MCU. And it, and it feels like the MCU doesn't have very many misses. You could say Thor two is probably their biggest miss, right? And you, I would say, I would say their biggest miss was probably um, the oh shit, what was it that? Oh my god, the Inhumans. The Inhumans yeah, okay. was their biggest yeah. miss, but that was like fair enough. Yeah, they they started pumping. They didn't want to go full movie, so they went like series. But they yeah. launched the series in an IMAX, and I know that went bad. Yeah, and they blew yeah. all the budget on all the scenes with the giant dog. Yep. Yeah, well, that whole I mean, Inhumans existed to spit in the face of. Fox owning the word yep. mutant. Yep. And yep. that was yep. it. Like yeah. it was it was Disney throwing their dick on the table and it was a bad look and everybody knew it. Well it was a it was a low it was a low effort, low risk move that never like it was doomed to fail. But my my point to all this is you compare that to Star Wars and and you know to Matt's thing earlier, like we've had this ten month gap and Disney has because Disney owns both of these franchises, they can just turn the dial one way or another and say, okay, well, we're going to hype up. We're going to be Star Wars for four months and then we're going to flip the switch back to the MCU. But, you know, you look at Star Wars and I feel like there have been a lot of bad decisions or a lot of at least not great decisions made on that franchise, that series. And that is a series that a lot of people not, I wouldn't say it's more beloved, but it's more criticized and more like more critiqued. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which like, and I don't, I, I think at this point I didn't even see, like, that's the thing. Like I didn't even see the last Skywalker or what was it called? <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Like I didn't even see it. And, and I had, I had a hundred chances to, I was just like for, for someone that in the span of five years went from like, I went to go see the force awakens on opening night. Mm-hmm. I carved, like I got, I took off work. Like it was, a, this was like the, the, the event of the, of the month of the year. I had several cases where I could have seen the rise of Skywalker and I just decided not to because I just had no interest in it. And Mm -hmm. I still kind of don't because I just I don't care. I don't care what happens to that story. It's not bad. I just don't care about it. And and I think I I feel this is the pessim my my pessimistic take here is I, I I feel as though the MCU is one bad movie away from that Um, because, you know, the, while as as interesting as the as an idea as the Eternals is, and as interesting as some of these other are, these are all big, you know, medium to big risks. Yep. And it and it all it takes is one bomb for them to be in for them to be Disney taking over and saying we need to pump more money back into this machine, and now we're just going to remake movies that we know are possible, which is what the Star Wars movies were. Which we know everybody likes Empire Strikes Back. Let's just fucking make Empire Strikes Back again. I so. I will I will counter I will counter argue that mm-hmm. um, I think there's two two factors to consider um, the difference between uh, Marvel's 
success and Star Wars quote unquote failings is I'd probably say yeah. Marvel's Marvel has two two duds or two du- divisive movies before they're before people start losing faith in them um, Fair enough. as evidenced by Star Wars. Um, two, I think the the thing that Marvel is getting right and that the first six Star Wars movies got right is that they are all under the creative direction of one person. Um, yes. And uh, the most recent three Star Wars were not, and it shows. because that. Yeah, they're very disjointed. Um, and, you know, love or hate the Star Wars prequels, those are still George Lucas, and they're very George Lucas, and George Lucas's grubby hands are all over all three of those movies, and it shows. And, you know, they have a charm about them that the the mo- the three more recent Star Wars movies are lacking. Whether you like them or dislike them, I think we can all agree they don't have they don't have George Lucas yeah. in them. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm his gonna... grubby little sausage fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I'll I'll sorry to cut you off, Kyle. Nope, I'll sing the praises of Kevin Feige for the rest of the goddamn day because I think the importance mm. of having a sole showrunner who is dedicated yeah. only to that thing is incredibly important. I mean, like Kevin Feige is very similar to Greg Nicotero, who is the executive producer of the walking, Dead. the walking dead. Yeah. That like, there it is. There it is. Hey, there, good job, Todd. Fine. Whatever. Um, like <laughs> he really created that show in the first four seasons and didn't take his hand off the steering wheel or let anybody else get an opinion until that show had printed money for three years. Um, and I think that Kevin Feige has really got his finger on the pulse of the MCU fan base. And I think that Kevin Feige is getting a big enough check that he's not going to let anybody like you can't buy out Kevin Feige. Nobody else can show up and say, Kevin Feige, we'll give you more money to do this other thing. You can't yeah. give Kevin Feige more money than Mickey Mouse has given Kevin Feige. It's not possible. Nobody has that money. Kevin Feige could probably kill Bob Iger at this point, And like they'd they'd tuck him away in another position like well and the thing about (laughs) the thing about kevin feige now is that they recently did a title upgrade on him where Mm -hmm. he is like the creative director like all things flow through kevin feige like i'm sure at this point he is doing just way more supervision like oh they're filming Mm -hmm. okay well i'm going to like be part of the script review and the storyboard but i'm really just like listening and then stopping them when it's stupid yeah. And for filming, like, I'm going to have, a, a like, a long conversation with the director over their vision. Once I trust them, I'll keep an eye on it for a while, and then I'll just pop back in. Like, I don't think he's actually pushing anything anymore. He's just keeping a thumb yeah. on stuff. Which sure. is funny, because they're almost running Star Wars as though it were a comic book series. Mm-hmm. And they're running the MCU as if it were a very <laughs> closely knit TV show or TV yeah. series. <laughs> That's yep. the MCU is the greatest soap opera of our time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. That's kind of like where we're at now. And we could probably just do the whole episode just going back and forth on what Marvel did right that Star Wars did, didn't do right. Um, but that's not what we're doing today. We're talking about phase four. Um, so we've got, we've got what, four, five. Uh, big titles coming out in the next year. Um, some on Disney Plus, some on the big screen. Um, so we'll just kind of go go through these in order and um, see where that puts us. Um, so we got in two months our first scheduled release of Phase Four. 
uh, comes out May 30th, uh, Black Widow. It's a flashback movie, um, giving us one last uh, kind of romp with Scarlett Johansson and um, kind of, I imagine, set up a lot of the threads that will um, flow throughout the future of the MCU. Um, so just what are you guys excited to see? Uh, what kind of things do you predict they'll set up based on what we've seen so far? And what are your thoughts on this potentially being our last appearance of Black Widow? Um, first off, I believe it comes out May 1st. I, I want to I wanna throw that out there. You can check it on the internet, but I'm, I put it in my phone as May 1st, and I'll be sad if it's May 30th. I think it got changed to May 1st. I think the original okay. date was May 30th, and I think it got bumped to May 1st. I feel like I remember reading that headline. It's, it's May 1st. You are right, um, which makes sense because there gotcha. are some other in- inconsistencies with the website. I pulled all Too bad. We'll, no one will be able to see it because we'll all be quarantined to our homes because of the coronavirus. That's topical. <laughs> That's, <there laughs> it is topical. Um, so I'll, I'll throw out some, some takes on Black Widow. So uh, aside from what I said already... One, I think alluding to what I think both Matt and Andrew, and probably you too, Kyle, have said or thought, um, we're going to get a Tony Stark reference here because yep. this is positioned right after um, Civil War. Yeah. And oh, yeah, it's okay. p- positioned b- between Civil War and um, Infinity War. And so okay. this is going to be about the time when Black Widow and all the rest were like off the grid. And so um, I think that we're going to get a Tony Stark throwback because, one, they've already said it, but it is just film they didn't <laughs> use during Civil War. Okay. So it's not like fresh new things. So they, they didn't they didn't pull RDJ in for one last ride. Not necessarily. And if they did, it was cleanup stuff. Yeah. R- um, remind me, this was in, between Civil War and Infinity War. They were hunting Cap- Captain America, right? Yeah. Like at okay. the end of Civil War, they were they were all war criminals because Captain America broke them out of the raft. And didn't um, at least sign the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Yep. So um, there's there's been rumors about what the plot is, um, aside from obviously like Natasha working with her sister, who was also trained as a Black Widow. Um, there's some rumors that it has to do with the Super Soldier Serum. There's some rumors that it has to do with a thing that wipes their existence off the internet so that they can continue to hide leading up to Infinity War. I don't necessarily know or care about those plot devices. Um, what I do think is... We've got a lot of heavy nods that this is where we're going to get a taste of the Thunderbolts, um, like the starting of the Thunderbolts, because Thunderbolt Ross is in this movie. They've shown him. Yeah. And also Taskmaster has been like part of the Thunderbolts. And Th- the Thunderbolts are different than the guy who yells really loud, right? Oh, it's Black Bolt. That's Black Bad, Bolt. Not the same. Yeah. Thunderbolts, <laughs> Thunderbolts are the Marvel version of the Suicide Squad. They're like the oh, okay. and like they're, they've been. They're the villains they're, roped into vigilante work. Yeah, or or will kill you. Like so. And yeah. and and I think this. Yawn. I, no, I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good because we're going to get we're gonna get a number of people that I think will be really great, um, including Agent Ross. Will ultimately something's going to snap and he's going to go all Red Hulk, but maybe not in this movie. Maybe in the future um, Disney Plus series we might talk about. But um, the biggest thing I want out of this, and I don't know if I'm going to get it, is, well, so for first, I think we're going to get a lot of little plot seeds that lead through fourth and fifth phase, because that's just how they're going to treat movies that are set in the past now. But the thing that I beg Disney to do is give me more David Harbour when this is done. David Harbour <laughs> as, yeah. as 
the out-of-shape Russian Captain America that is probably also going to have hints of the super soldier serum because everyone's doing that around the world after... Like, Captain America was just the first person to be part of that program. Like, Wolverine is called Weapon X because he was the 10th person to be part of that program. Yeah. Like, I, I think that... I, I really, 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 really want to see more David Harbour when this is done because I don't want him to be a throwaway character. <laughs> I, I think I hadn't seen the screenshot. Oh my god, that's very good. <laughs> he he looks like he looks like just like a dad found yep. a costume. Yeah. yeah, and like that's like, the whole joke in the trailer. They're like like he's like, ah, still fits. And they're like they're okay. like, you got fat. Like I I yeah, really, really hope that like it's not the last time we see him. I don't know if we ever get to see him again. Maybe he dies in it. I don't know. Um but yeah, that's there are the things that I think will happen, and that's the one I just hope for. Yeah. I um I think the biggest thing that I've been excited for with this movie is the fact that it is getting ramped up to be like a spy movie and more of a, a James Bond or a uh born identity born ultimatum type movie which i'm really stoked for uh yeah. give me a spy movie i will give you my money that's it that's send tweet that's my formula for getting me to the movie so i'm excited for that um i think the big thing about this movie is going to be to talk about the sokovia accords um i mm. think that that's going to come up a lot because it was a huge huge plot device in age of ultron and in infinity war. war or um Civil War, thank you. Uh, and then they just kind of didn't talk about it anymore. And so I think that well, this is going to be a bit... What, Kyle? What do you want? I, I mean, Thanos Thanos kind of trumps the Sokovia Accords. That's I mean, why yes, there's a, a reason bit. they didn't talk about it. <laughs> right, but like, I think they made this giant plot device. Like, they put Chekhov's gun on the wall, and it hasn't totally fired yet. Like, obviously, we know the aftermath of the Sokovia Accords and everything, but we haven't seen what that implementation looks like and so i think this movie is going to be their opportunity to name drop a ton of other superheroes who have been pulled out of the weeds by the sokovia accords like just and we'll get like some little name drops like such and such has signed on to the accords or have we heard mm -hmm. anything about what's his fuck or like <laughs> you know has anybody shot a message in a bottle down to namor or whatever like <laughs> what a, what a wasted name drop if they were they're obviously not gonna do that but like yeah. oh man if yeah. they were like oh is namor sign him like, fuck, you can't just bring him in like that right so i think we're gonna get some like little tasty name drops and easter eggs through that i think yeah. that this is going to be a completely one-off movie with like two characters who, who keep coming back and my bet is on Scarlett Johansson's sister, Black Widow's sister, whose name I do mm -hmm. not know. Uh, Yelena Belova. Thank you. And Taskmaster. Those are the two mm -hmm. people who I think we are going to continue to see. I think everybody else yeah. from this movie is out. Do you guys think we're going to get any Hawkeye in this one? I know like he was technically off the grid, but I feel like the two of them were most definitely in contact almost the entire time. I, I had that thought as I was writing this up this morning. Um, I don't see away hawkeye isn't in this movie just because of the relationship they've built up between the two for the it, last it kind of has years. to be i i bet here's my hot take which i actually don't think is a hot take i think it's very reasonable that i think we get a flashback to budapest i think yeah. we get to see what happened in budapest because they've referenced it like oh twice. yeah Here, i'll take yeah. my i'll take your hot take a step hotter and say um we'll get a we'll get a like we'll jump into the action. The opening will be Budapest, Budapest 
and then we'll yeah. and then we'll jump forward to to the actual movie. That that would be a good nod and also just a fun kind of recolorization. Yep. Um, I'm really excited for this one. I again, I I think Todd. I can't remember if Todd said it before after we started recording, but when they first announced it, I feel like the reaction was very like, eh, whatever. Yep. And and I think like my initial reaction was like, oh, that character's not very exciting because they haven't really had the chance to make that character very exciting or interesting. Like she's mm-hmm. always been, you know, a, a sidearm. She's always been kind of just on the, you know, just kind of there, getting but, getting other other characters hyped up to do their thing. And then, gonna say? well, Go and then and then during Infinity War and Endgame, they really they dumped a lot on her plate. They gave yeah. her, you know, she was running the ground game on Earth in Endgame, yeah. and yeah, um, you know, had the whole big uh, Soul Stone thing, um, right? Well, and she and she was like, she's kind of the de facto. Um, I'm gonna. Somebody keeps fixing my fixing the Sokovia. It's a, it's S O K O V I A. It's a fake country. I'll spell it how I want. <laughs> um, she's kind of like she's kind of the de facto like in charge. Like she's placed in charge, and and every time like off screen, we always assume that Black Widow is just kind of running shit off screen. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be really fun to actually see her do her thing. Yeah. Of uh, something which we've only seen you know, very infrequently, like, and it's, and it kind of feels like a return to form from winter soldier. Yeah. Like that kind yep. of vibe. That's which what, I'm that's here what for. I was getting ready Absolutely to fucking lutely here yeah. for. Yeah. That's Give still me, probably one of my, my favorite dates. movies for sure. It, it holds up so well. Um, I would, I would say another thing to throw in here for your, like for context is I know Matt already brought up the Sokovia Accords. Remember that agent or, uh, Ross is the secretary of, of state. Like he's secretary or secretary of defense. He's something like that. Like he's a government official. I don't know if they at a high say level. what he is secretary of. Secretary Ross. Yeah. He's secretary Ross. <laughs> yeah, he's secretary Ross. And so, like, the thing is, theoretically, and and my thought is that he is behind Taskmaster because he is like he has hired Taskmaster to hunt down these like vigilantes who are running from the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Like that's I think that's where we're getting him because they are running from the government. They are escaped convicts because Captain America yep. got him out. And I think that's where that's also going to then play into maybe a later Disney Plus show. I don't know. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah, I want to clarify real quick because I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this podcast and I'm sure somebody doesn't know. Um, Taskmaster is this guy who can really just mimic the abilities of other superheroes. He is effectively a sentient training bot. Yeah, that's all the information you need to know about Taskmaster. And there's yeah, there's definitely like lore as to why, but I do not think it matters. Yeah, Um, but there's going to be there's going to be moments in this movie and they showed one in the preview where like both Taskmaster and Black Widow spun around and landed and stared at each other in the exact same pose. Hmm. Like there's going to be a really dramatic moment where Taskmaster is going to like throw a shield like Captain America. Um, Taskmaster is going to do something that is going to be like frame perfect right after it happens to him. Like it's going to be really cool. Like the fight scenes in this are going to be like John Wick style fight scenes. Yep. Yeah, they're going to be awesome. If there are any less than three three point landings, I'm leaving them the yeah. theater. <laughs> well, they, they've shown like two in the preview, so we just yeah, got so to get that one more. Who's um who's playing tax, Taskmaster? They have not fully come out and said it to my knowledge, oh. though. There's a lot of rumors because we haven't seen the mask off. Yeah. Okay. There was a rumor at first that they might have gender swapped them um, because they hadn't like lined up who was everything. I think at this point they've settled on someone. But then there's also this part of the Internet that's convinced that Taskmaster is Hawkeye because they should see Taskmaster shooting a bow and arrow. I don't think that's the case at all. That, yeah. 
that would be that would be one of those like MCU movie twists though. They like I don't think to it's throw a good in twist, those though. like make you think one thing and then and then it's Ben Kingsley with a British accent and not actually the movie. <laughs> yeah. And did William Hurt play? Yeah, every, he's Ross. Is he every iteration mm-hmm. of Ross? Is yeah. he in the original Hulk movie too? Yep, yep, because uh, because Robert Downey Jr. is in the post credit scenes and talks to him. Well, right, I know that. I just I was is it? Yeah, it's, he's in. It's him. He was in the, the 2008 same. one. Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm on IMDb right now. Um, he was Secretary of State, Todd. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> if since that was important, cool. Any anything else on Black Widow before we move on to the next no, great it, entry. I'm sure all the movies that we rad. talk about are going to be just as rad and exciting as the Black Widow movie. Yeah. yeah. So, I equally um, can't so, wait for all of them. So on that note, the next fantastic movie in the MCU lineup um, after Black Widow um, is Morbius the Living Vampire. Uh, is that out. what it's actually called? <laughs> it is yes. actually Can what it is called. Actually, fuck first? this movie. I'd like to go first. Um, um, this will be last. I, let, me, <laughs> let me introduce it first. Fine. So, <laughs> so Morbius the Living Vampire is... Uh, it's not called the Morbius the Living Vampire. It, it is, really is. I, it I think is. it's... No, IMDb doesn't say that. Okay. That's Todd, Morbius the Living Vampire is the name of the character in the comics. It is It is not just Morbius. I know, it no, is no, no, Morbius no. the Living Vampire. I know, but that's not the movie's name. I mean, it's better than the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> but is it? Um, so, Sorry, keep going. So this is this is in the in the this is another like Sony M, uh, Marvel collab. This is in the this is the Venom verse. Yeah, this is the in the Venom verse, yes. the Spider Man verse, um, uh, starring annoying hipster Jesus, Jared Leto. Uh, playing because the... because like of course it's Jared Leto, <laughs> you know, like come on, like wh- what what could what could garner a, a bigger groan from a collective audience than Jared Leto plays a fucking a living vampire, vampire, a vampire yeah, like, anti hero. Oh, God. <laughs> so other than other than like the ties into Spider Man and um, uh, what. What? How do you see them tying this into the Marvel universe? What are your thoughts on this movie? But beyond uh, general disdain for Jared Leto, um, <laughs> Matt, go, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you go. Um, I think this movie looks like dog shit, and I think that it will be dog shit. That is my opinion on Morbius. Uh, like I, so if you look at the trailer, it it's like it's like the Matrix and like Tomb Raider. And Spider-Man 3. So it looks, the trailer, the vibes I got from the trailer were all those like early 2000s superhero movies after the success of Spider-Man when Mm -hmm. they didn't understand why Spider-Man was successful. Yes. Um, (laughs) And and that's the same vibe I'm getting from this. And it, I mean, you cast Jared Leto, who hasn't led a decent movie since Dallas Buyers Club. Um it's got big doom energy. It does that big doom energy. Yeah. B, that BDE. <laughs> That's what the kids are saying. I'll tell you right now, the scene that I was out, the scene in the trailer that I was like, nope, 
uh-uh, not doing it, um, was when Jared Leto got out of the helicopter all sick and shit and, like, limped up to that cave and poked his head in the cave and then bats swarmed out. I was like, this is the dumbest <laughs> movie I've ever seen. I don't, I don't know if I actually watched the trailer or just scrubbed to the point in it that made the Spider-Man reference so I could go, oh. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then moved on with yeah. my life. That trailer sucked. That trailer <laughs> sucked so hard. The the only thing that really I did enjoy was they stole the idea of like his fast darkness vampire movement is almost reminiscent to what Nightcrawler looked like when he would teleport in X-Men 2. Sure. Which was again the only good part about X-Men 2. Oh, I disagree so, with you there. But well, it's yeah. one of the best parts it is about one X-Men of the 2 best parts of X-Men 2. That, that we were robbed from ever having that back in X-Men 3. But I that was the one point there's like this hallway scene where he's like jumping to different parts in the hallway. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. But I would agree. 90% of that trailer was just like, I, I I mean, I'll go and watch this movie. But like only because I really don't want you to like <laughs> only because we host a comics and video game yeah. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't I don't want this to be the thing that like, this is their soiree into trying to like, you know, tie the universes together with these fun cheeky nods now that we were all making friends at high levels don't 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 fuck it up just don't do this here's my big galaxy brain take my galaxy brain take is that they filmed this trailer and had this whole idea and spoiler alerts for the trailer if you haven't seen it michael yeah. keaton is there that's it that's the end that's the bigger and deal. why michael why keaton would you there. need to do that other yeah. than to like flex your sony muscles to be like hey we're we're bumping we're bumping elbows with marvel now remember when we made a good movie remember yeah. that guys <laughs> and so here's my thought right is that like they made this trailer before all of that shit at d23 happened where sony was mm. like we're gonna take our ball we're gonna go home and they made this thing and we're like we're gonna play with the mcu yada 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 and then all that shit happened to d23 and then they ended up cutting the same deal they were gonna cut in the beginning and my guess is that disney is not going to like that very much. And they're going to choke Sony out of the MCU um, somehow, yeah. some way. And so my galaxy brain take is that like they had been planning on putting Michael Keaton and the Sinister Six and Spider-Man into this Morbius movie the whole time. And they're going to do it. And then MCU is just going to leave them on the island. Like they're going to be like, look at this cool yeah. thing we built. And the MCU is going to wave at them from the escape raft they built while they were making a vampire movie. Well, it, it also, it also says, it also says that they don't feel confident enough that this movie is good enough to actually get people to come to see it. Right. Yeah. Um, so my, my tin, ho tin foil hat theory is um, my, my theory is Sony did not know for sure if they were going to get to continue to tie in to the MCU or not. Yeah. Um, and we're spinning up a Sinister Six cinematic universe with Venom and then uh, Morbius. Michael Keaton is not an MCU, a Disney casting. That's no. a Sony casting. No. Yeah. And then they, they got MCU to write their Spider-Man movie for them. So like, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a Sony grab. This to me is cool. We got the deal. We get to we get to piggy up back off MCU's ride, cram all the Spider-Man references in. We can now. They didn't. That wasn't planned from the beginning. I don't think. But so uh, a couple of things that I, I'll throw out as like my only thoughts on this movie. That um, one, I want to support it because I I love. I want to support this like I wanted to support Venom. I did not think Venom was going to be a great movie. 
but I wanted it to at least be a good movie because I really like the character Venom and I always have. Um, so, like, in the same way, I'll support this because I also want this to be, like, a good, successful thing. Now, if you if you realize when they show, like, Spider-Man with spray-painted murder over the poster, mm-hmm. that's a shot from Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Oh, is um, it? It's, it's, oh, either, wow. it's either that or it's from one of the games. It's not Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Right. And so, like, that makes me think that, like, they had had this footage cut before they knew about the Marvel agreement was, like, in full effect because they didn't maybe know if they could use, like, stills with Spider-Man yet or whatever was going on. Um, Hmm. Anyway, that does not matter to me. What what I want from this, like, I would love to see the fact, like, if Marvel has put their full blessings behind this, I think it would be awesome if we got a Blade reference just because... How sick would that be to get Mobius that leads to Blade that leads to, you know, um, Ghost Rider that leads to all the supernatural sweet shit? Well, we know a Blade, there's a Blade movie in the works because they cast yeah, it's, Mahershala it's, Ali. Um, oh, which is so good. Yeah. Um, I think that plays a little into what Matt was saying, though. I don't mm-hmm. think Disney is going to give Sony yep. Mahershala Ali Blade. They're... I don't. I don't think that Disney's no, going to do that. Disney. Disney won't do something like that unless they are sure this is going to be successful. I think Disney's going to keep everything at arm's length, mm-hmm. though they want to make sure they keep Spider Man because Spider Man is a name that you're going to make a Spider Man movie and people are going to sell it out. Yep. Um, the but as much as I want a cool Marvel tie-in, what I actually think is we get a Sinister Six heavy nod um, yep. of this is coming whether you like it or not. It's just going to depend on how we put it together. I mean, Sony's been trying to get a Sinister Six cinematic universe off the ground since Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man. So they seem to like pump their freaking brakes. Um, (laughs) No one cares. No one cares. And like, anyway, the other thing is that I think we'll also, since this is the Venom verse primarily, I think we're going to get some sort of Venom nod. Um, (laughs) Whether it's Eddie Brock reporting on something or whatever, you're going to get a Venom nod. There'll be like a... Eddie Brock will get like a byline on a, like a desk in a ba- and like a newspaper on a desk in the background, and then um, Channing Tatum will be in the post credits. Is my yeah. prediction. <laughs> Channing um, Tatum, not, was, not listen, no, was, you mean Tom, Tom Hardy? <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, also, how can we get Channing Tatum in the MCU? Well, Let's talk about fun that. fact: Channing Tatum was gonna be in the Fox universe as Gambit, and had been. Noted to be casted for the Gambit movie for oh, years, no way. yeah, and then that got sank, and they stopped talking about it. He's been in like pictures and stuff yeah. with the rest of the Fox cast. That. Uh-huh. Yep. That's a really good. That's a good cast. That though. that Gambit movie was in development about as long as that Venom movie was. Like those were yeah. similar. Similar things happened, and just one one didn't get made, and one did. So Gambit's been on the storyboard since um, Wolverine Origins. Yeah, that was the that first time well. Gambit showed up and everybody was like, yo, Gambit, let's do a movie. And then everybody yeah. was like, so that Gambit movie for 20 years, yeah. like for yeah. 20 full years. Yeah, because they were supposed to do a Magneto movie, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that Magneto Magneto movie turned into first class. That's yeah. What yeah. Um, I will just say, like I said, I'm not pumped for Morbius. I will go and see it. I hope it is good. I'm just not excited. Yeah, I think that's pretty much where we're It's We're all. Yeah cold to lukewarm on morbius yeah for a lot of I, reasons i i don't care that's a stupid name too because i keep wanting to call it mobius which is better <laughs> morbius is like 
That's a dumb it's, name. That episode came on. out last. That episode yeah. came out last week. Mobius is not better. Mobius. <laughs> Stop Mobius. it. Next, Kyle, All the right. next one. What's All right. next? So after after Morbius, the living vampire. Uh, <laughs> he had to say it one more time. Uh, we have the first MCU Disney Plus series, The Plus. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Can we just say real quick before Todd jumps in here? Because I know oh, I'm about to I'm about to go I know, wild. I know, I know. How it's kind of that's a bold move to wait an entire year, yeah, before doing it, do, doing anything Marvel on Disney Plus. I mean, I know that they did the Man- the Mandalorian was supposed to be that initial draw, but that is, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like you, I, I feel like you would you would have thought that there would have been something in the spring. They should have well, because Disney Plus didn't come out till November. It was, yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was the, like the fall, yeah. It was October, November. Okay. Yeah. But so it's like almost a year. I, I, I would have also guessed they would have done kind of a one two punch with the Star Wars and MCU stuff and had it had like uh Mandalorian drop and then early January have Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier drop to do to prevent what we said happened, uh the subscriber right. drop off. Right. Um mm-hmm. but anyway. But doesn't matter. I really think that Disney was going hard for the Marvel embargo. And maybe not Disney. I think it was Kevin Feige. Sure. I, I, sure. God King yeah. Kevin Feige said, nope, make them want it. Keep keep supply lower than demand right. and keep them hungry. Well, and, and that's and that's kind of like the difference with me. Again, that's why MCU is doing well yep. despite yep. Disney. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, go ahead, Todd. I'm just holding, I'm holding it in. <laughs> so I'm incredibly excited for this i think at first i was not and now i am and for a number of reasons so like one uh the 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 casting of john walker aka u.s agent aka government propaganda captain america is so good like this is one that i think i've been paying more attention to the leaks that are coming out because everything that's leaking out is saying how because of either the sokovia accords or just how things went that like the government, a.k.a. like Secretary Ross, is not he does not approve of Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. And so mm. they take the shield back and they create U.S. agent who is like exactly government propaganda Captain America. Like they're going to take him on like the the antiques roadshow across the United States, like promoting <laughs> promoting patriotism. Like there's a there's a clip where they show him like running into a football field, like pumping his fist, carrying his shield, like high fiving a an American cowboy kind of thing. It's they want they want Captain America from the beginning of the first Avenger. They yep. want they, yeah. It's it's that like look he picks up a motorcycle. Yeah. Look how great mm-hmm. we are. And, and they and I think the other thing is too that like they so now we've started seeing behind the the scenes clips and they've shown him fighting, and it appears as though one he has a version of the superhero uh-huh. the super soldier serum like he is super strong, and two that he is not a refined fighter like Captain oh. America is like he he's tactical he's 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 skilled whereas um, John Walker, like, a.k.a. U- U.S. It's agent, strong. is just, like, a raw, like, vicious fighter. Yeah. And so you're going to see, I think this is Secretary um, Ross saying, like, no, we own this. We're running it. This is our thing. And it's going to, like, again, lead him down this dark hole of the Thunderbolts. Because then we also get to see um, Agent Zemo, or Baron Zemo, in some of the clips where Bucky doesn't kill him, but can kill him. They show Bucky, like, dropping bullets in front of Baron Zemo, like a 
I could have killed you and I did not kill you. Oh. So there's like some sort of weird thing going on there where they have to almost work together to get something done. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think, though, it's going to come down to they're going to bring up those Kovia Accords again. And it's going to lead into uh, Secretary Ross wanting control, not having control. When he does get control, U.S. agent is not good at what he's doing. And he's going to, like, break bad. And maybe that's going to start and lead to the Thunderbolts. Like, I think this is where we might actually get Red Hulk. Like, we get it here. Because... Mm. You think, like, like last episode, big boss fight, Red Hulk? I um, think somewhere along the think... lines... I think we get legitimate seeds that lead to okay. the Thunderbolts. Like, he is building a team because he knows he needs to make a team. Like, he needs to do it because no one else can do it. And at some point, like, U.S. agent gets the super soldier serum, fails with it. And so he injects himself in it because that's what um, I think part of, like, Hulk's story had to do with it as well. So, like, at some point in time, he's going to inject himself with a version of the serum. He's going to turn into Red Hulk. So like, does, I think we get it does here. Black, does Black Widow lead into this then? Is that what you're saying? I think so. I think that this sets up pieces. Black Widow sets up pieces that makes this more real. I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's a way Black Widow doesn't lead into this. Um, I think Black Widow is going to show us that fair. that Secretary Ross is like trying to move chess pieces and is not being successful doing it because then Infinity War and Endgame happens, loses all control. Yeah, and now he's like, no, we have to be in control. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I mean, that your take alone has made me a little bit more interested in this because I'm. I'm honestly, it looks cool, but eh is sort of my feel about sure. it right now. Like, I'm going to watch Same. it, but I don't have a lot of hype for it. The one thing that I think is interesting um, is that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they did a similar character to yep. uh, U.S. Agent with sure. Jeffrey Mace and the Patriot. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, as a big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, have always been hungry for them to tie Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in here and there. So I think it'll be really interesting to see if they bring up the Patriot and Jeffrey Mace, um, who was... Like, not necessarily a propaganda bot, but was definitely a poster child and was mm -hmm. someone who was only okay at being a superhero. Um, yeah. And it sounds like, from what you said, has kind of made me think about it in a different way. It sounds like U.S. Agent is going to be a poster child who is pretty generically bad at being a superhero. I, and I think everything that I've, like, read... So, first off, the the what's his what's his name? Wyatt? Wyatt something? The, the guy who's cast at it, who is in um, Black Mirror in the episode where... Um, he is in like the haunted house inside his head and then has like a seizure oh, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think it has been said that like he, he is not inherently bad and means well, but is not good at what he's doing. And the serum is probably going to make him break bad. I, I, well, Wyatt Russell. So let, yeah. me, I'll, I'll get political for a second. Um, it's going to all be meta commentary on, american imperialism and how in meddling in other countries affairs and how we continuously screw that, that up um so mm -hmm. i think that that is an aspect to it um that you can't get away from because the name of captain america is is all over the place the other thing i was going to say that's going to be very very neat is since this is going to include baron zemo and baron zemo is a major part of thunderbolts at some point in time he has to put on his stupid mask they showed in yes. the in the universe expanded clip on disney plus him putting on a mask 
And I don't think it's necessarily going to look that way. And I don't know if he gets a mask chemically infused to his face like he does in the comic <laughs> books. But, like, I, at some point in time, Baron Zemo gets his goofy, weird ski mask. And I think that's going to be cool. I'm, I'm, I want to be sitting next to Todd or, or talking to Todd shortly <laughs> after when all it is is he walks into frame with the ski mask on, pulls it off, and it's never <laughs> yeah. seen again. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text you guys, and it's gonna say episode whatever, minute whatever, and that's gonna be when you know he puts it on for the first time. Um, I have a question. Question to the audience. Question to question to the panel. Todd, um, what is the timeline with this? Is it is it confirmed? I I guess I just assumed it was after Endgame, but is it confirmed to be like yeah. in the same Black Widow timeline? No, it's it's gonna be it's well it's gonna be after Endgame because if you think about it, it's I think it's gonna pick up pretty close afterwards. Where um, I'd say pretty close to who knows what time because like Endgame, everyone came back suddenly, and then like a day later, Captain America was old and gave his shield to um, Sam. But I think it's gonna pick up with Sam wanting to be Captain America. And then okay. the government being like, you don't get to decide that you're Captain America. Captain America is property of the United States mm. because we made Captain America. We're taking your shield from you. And then it is all the fallout from that. So I don't know okay. if they like let him try and be Captain America at first or if they swoop right in. They're like, hey, every single person from the government who got snapped away five years is back now. We're picking up where we left off with Sokovia Accords. Give us that shield. And then Bucky's going to be okay. like, I don't like that. Sam and I are friends, but I have to respect what's happening. <laughs> that was a good Bucky. <laughs> yeah, that's how he sounds. I think it's a really funny um, idea that Disney is making a this short show about people who are going to be arguing over the rights to intellectual property. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say the hot take here in the end is that they're in the end, either Bucky or Sam get the shield. Um, oh, both yeah. of them have had it in the comic books. I think Bucky had the longer run, though Sam has it now in specific universes. If they don't give Sam Wilson that shield, yeah, it's gonna, gotta go there's back to gonna him. be a lot of disappointed people. Well, and like what else does Sam have? Exactly. I think that I think you can write more stories for Bucky. Heck, um Winter Soldier's been a Thunderbolt. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah. Um I think Sam gets the shield back. Yeah. Falcon is just such a boring character. <laughs> well, in the comics he like he has a hawk that he talks to. He can shoot yeah. like laser feathers. Like there's other stuff that's happened. But yeah, he, I get I it. I can't help but I can't help but think he's just he's the angel of the <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But yeah, really really pumped for that one. Um, good. I am also excited for it. I'm mostly similar to how I feel about Mandalorian. Like it's just, it's a universe I want more content from and good content is a good thing. And I think it'll be good MCU content. So, um, I'm excited for it. Uh, Matt, Andrew, any, anything else eh. before we move on? Eh. Eh, from both of you. <laughs> I'll I'll watch it when I buy my Disney Plus subscription for WandaVision. Oh, I actually <laughs> I did want to ask this question. Um so the parallel here to this is the um the Netflix and Marvel shows, uh the Daredevil universe, so sure. to speak. Yeah. Fair. So my question to you all is those were very um those were very adult shows. Those were very, you know, they had a mature rating. They were violent and graphic and awesome um disney plus is 
famously butting heads with some of the creators of its new shows for being very kid friendly. Do you think we're gonna do you think we're gonna lose quality to stay kid friendly with this with these shows? We might. I mean it's it's gonna be equatable to Agents of Shield, I think. Like yeah. as far as like maturity. And they cut they cut Colson's hand off. I mean Well yeah. but Agents of Shield Agents of Shield was at a ten o'clock time slot on public broadcast yeah. television. Well not initially though. Not initially. Initially it was it was pretty it was pretty mild. Okay. I think that these shows fall in the exact same place as the movies. Period. Like I don't okay. yeah. I, I don't think they are any more violent or any more adult than the movies have been or any less so. Okay. I think they follow yeah. the movies. I will say the the data point that supports that is they just put Black Panther on Disney Plus, and in Black Panther, Okoye jumps from a second story and stabs a dude in the chest, though it sure. happens off screen, and uh, uh, Killmonger shoots his girlfriend and then Ulysses Claw in the chest twice. Sure. So like, it's it's surprisingly violent after watching it. I was like, there's a lot more gunshots in this one than a lot of their movies, and the movie is still on Disney Plus. I'm will I'm willing to believe uh, Marvel is going to get more leeway than any other property. Yep. Then yep. in that regard, uh, my example though was uh, the the story going on right now is that Disney shut down the Lizzie McGuire reboot yeah. for being too adult. Um, get out of here! Which <laughs> whatever is a sentence like, no one could have ever predicted would have ever been said. But which is a shame because like there's a there's a larger than 0% of the population that would go and watch that. And I am probably part of it. Yep. yep. Because like, give me Hillary Duff, like shows I'm, I'm in. Just give me Hillary Duff. Yeah. Honestly. Hillary, Hillary Duff, <laughs> Hillary Duff reads the encyclopedia to me. Like, I mean, she's still, she's still on TV. You can see her and stuff. Um, let's don't let's take move, this from me. Let's move. What, what yeah. movie do we have next, Kyle? So, yeah, what do we got? So, uh, following the Falcon and winter soldier, we've got our, uh, another big screen, uh, movie it's our winter release um and it is the eternals all we really know about it so far is that we've got they got uh kumil nanjiani all nice and buff for it um it's kit harrington's first uh post game of thrones role and um angelina jolie and salma hayek are attached to it beyond that we don't have much information because it's a big weird space movie yeah. And it's a big weird space keep, movie. Keep their big weird space movies under a under a bushel. This is the one where I'm personally I'm most not interested in, but well, yeah, interested in like how the direction that it goes. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily like super excited for it, but I think they've been really playing this one close to the chest, mm -hmm. and they they know what they have, right? So like uh, this one, I'm most interested in seeing what's the twist or what's the What's the what's the pool? What's the hook? Um, what, what what's the yeah. hook? Thank you. What's the hook? Because I, I yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. This I, I'm sure this will be an interesting self-containing story, and you've got a lot of you know big name actors. I think it's in, it's it's interesting, but it also speaks to the fact it speaks volumes that we haven't seen even a screenshot of this thing yet. Like we yeah, have barely. no idea what this is, um, and and anyone who doesn't know this story has no idea which this is, which. Other than Todd, or probably like seven other people that weren't involved in this movie, actually know what this story is, right? <laughs> which yeah. so, which again, like I made the point to say, this is their their. This comes out November twentieth, so this is yeah. like their Thanksgiving, Christmas, like right. This is their big. This is their big. I mean, they're this is the basket upon which they're putting all their eggs. Yeah, uh, at least for for twenty twenty. 
because nothing else is going to make them that much money other than Black Widow. And right now, it's like um, since James Bond moved, it's going up against James Bond, which is not yeah, which is prime for Thanksgiving Christmas. They're going to need to give somebody a reason to see this movie, mm-hmm. and and just it being in the MCU is not enough. Can I give you my Can I give you my take? No, you go last. I want to go after Andrew. Okay, I'll go. I'll go last. I'm going to leave this with. I'm really interested in in seeing. Not only what this is, but how this, how they connect it, because I, I think it's impossible to think that they won't connect it to something. Go ahead, Matt. You're less interested in it as a film and more interested in it as, as a, like, a, yeah, an experiment. As, as, yeah, as how does this, how does this fit as an episodic piece? Like, kind of like how Captain Marvel was. It was like, yeah, I know the Captain, like, Captain Marvel, that's great, but, like, I'm interested how Captain Marvel is relevant to Endgame. I'm interested how this is relevant to the rest of the series. I like that. Uh, Matt, what do you got before we give it, give it up to Todd? Before we cede all our time to Todd? So I think this is going to be Disney's weird flex movie. Like, I think this is going to be them throwing a bunch of money at a bunch of A-listers and making a movie out of it. And it's going to be super weird and super heady. And I think it's going to hit similar to the way Doctor Strange did. Um, but I think much like Doctor Strange, come like, I don't know, july august of this year we are going to be fucking begging for this movie like i think they are going to drop things in the other movies we're going to get little leaks here and there we're going to get a trailer Um, i read somewhere that the trailer for this has officially been cut and is going to be released Mm. soon Mm -hmm. um okay i i just read that on twitter yesterday i don't know when and that's like a pretty it's a pretty minor thing to read in a tweet and go off of, but I have heard that the trailer is done. That's usually a big either. It'll probably be um, Comic Con attached to Black Widow or Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they'll, they're going to give us they're going to give us at least something of a teaser at Black Widow, but probably its first trailer is my guess. Yeah, I think that we are going to be begging for this movie by the time it comes around. I think it's going to be weird and heady, and it's going to be an exposition machine. And come. 2030 everybody's gonna look back and be like oh yeah the eternals was a movie that happened and we watched it um and i think it's going to do well for the mcu and moving it forward i am also interested to see what all it does but i think that i'm not gonna say it's gonna flop but i think it's going to be relatively forgettable in the long run um because i think that it's just going to be a giant book of exposition with cool aliens in space I mean, if Disney's figured out anything um, by doing two Guardians of the Galaxy movie and a weird space Thor movie, is how to how to quickly dump exposition on an audience before they realize they're getting an exposition dump and get bored. Yeah. Um, so, I'm I'm less concerned about the exposition dump as I've seen, um, but it I think you're right. It is gonna be it it'll be a make or break picture for for the mcu i've got a lot to say but i'll keep it really quick all right so if you remember go Todd. at one point in time we did our own episode where i yelled at you about the eternals for like an hour link in the show notes yeah (laughs) and so here's what i think we're gonna get so first off out of all those names that we've gotten we know that the eternals came from the celestials as like one of the first beings on earth and they are like eternal protectors of earth that exist for thousands of years um we also know that kit harrington is playing the the Black Knight, uh, a name a guy named uh, Dane Whitman, and that uh, Gemma Chan is playing Cersei, and Gemma Chan is an Eternal, and Dane Whitman is a human, and that means there's a love story there. 
So that's going to be weird because it's an eternal love with a, a human being. But I think what's going to happen here is I think Matt's 100% right that this is going to be an exposition dump. However, they are not going to let this flop. And I'll give you two marketing reasons why. They're going to peg this as the beginning of everything. Mm -hmm. They're going to, in all the promotion, peg this as this is how the MCU started. This is what started the MCU, the story of the Eternals. Like the world's first heroes is what they're going to say. The other thing that I'm going to, I'm, I can almost call it, this is where they introduce Galactus because mm. Galactus is a celestial. Yeah. And okay. they are, I think, I think mm -hmm. they're going to at least tease it. They're going, and you have to think too, um, Thanos was a deviant. Yeah. We'll get so, some Thanos for sure. So we're going to get some sort of like some version of Thanos. And they're also going to talk about why none of the internals got involved in infinity war or Endgame. And so this is going to be a huge thing that sets a lot of layers to forthcoming like galactic MCU, but it's going to explain a lot of stuff that's going on. So it's going to be great for the fans that have watched all like two dozen movies. But again, I think they're going to market it in a way that all you have to do is show like a silhouette or something of Galactus and people are going to like run to this because they're going to do Galactus right as opposed to what happened before and make him a big scary cloud yep so <laughs> so and there's there's a lot of like Wolf. there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors over what the storyline is that like the Eternals like lose their immortality or like lose their memories or like they hide out in other civilizations and they're coming together for some reason um but yeah I think this is this is their weird their weird adventure for the next year or so um, before they try another one. But I think they're going to market it as the beginning of everything. It's going to be a real treat to everyone who has watched everything. And I I can't imagine they don't do Galactus in here. All right. I want to pose this question to you three. Um, based on movie development timelines and uh, the casting of Kit Harrington, what do you think of the idea that this is Marvel's answer quote unquote to game of thrones and it's going to be their big like royal political oh. epic um mm. i eh? i would i agree with it only because druig potentially is going to be a bad guy and druig is penned as one of the eternals who like rules a foreign country and like does his own thing um, right. like a political like power bad guy so right. I think there will be like hints of kingdoms, and so I could see that. But I think they're going to draw from it. I mean, how do you put Kit Harrington in a movie? And he's a Kit Harrington in a movie with a sword and a cape. Yeah. We have we also have Richard Madden, who is um, yeah the uh, eldest Stark. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's, oh, wow. he's yeah. Icarus. Yeah, Cause just where I'm coming at from that is like this has been in development at least since before season eight shit the bed for Game of Thrones. Um, so I could easily see Disney trying to tap into that, like Game of Thrones Maybe. is wrapping up. People are going to be hungry for a new, new fantasy epic, um, like a space opera. Yeah, yeah. Like Game of Game of Thrones proved people will sit through a a weird, um, convoluted story if it's good enough, and this might be Marvel's strike at that. God, um, I hope down it for isn't. I'd, I'd be down. I'd be down for a new space opera. No, I fucking no. I don't want that. <laughs> I let Game of Thrones die. 
it it fizzled out like all good things fizzled out. Let's remember the first four seasons and then fucking forget about it. I don't ever want to hear anybody else say we're going to do something like Game of Thrones. Oh, Fuck Matt, it. I don't want you, it. You, you naive baby. I'll add, <laughs> I'll add this knowing that we're going to jump to the last property of, of 2020 in a second. I'll add this. I think that this movie, along with the other 2020 property we're about to discuss and the movies that follow after are going to be the pretense of the universe is going to expand in ways that you can't even think about yet. Yeah. Like this is going to blow it off the planet of like, it's not just earth. It's not just what you've seen with guardians of the galaxy and a few other planets. Like this universe is huge. And here it comes. I had the thought as looking at how it all is scheduled out. The Eternals is going to be our, like, these are all quote, technically phase four movies, but the Eternals is going to be our, like, flag in the ground. This is what phase four is about. It's about crazy space epics, because you've got Loki, Doctor Strange, and Thor 4 all following that as well, and I think those are all going to tie in, and... Um, that's all I really have on the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Do you guys got anything else before we hit our re- last property and start wrapping this up? I don't have much to say about the next one. I think Matt and Andrew are going to say things that I want to say, so all I'm right. going to let them do the talking. So, coming in, rounding out 2020, in the in the release spot that Mandalorian filled this past year, we have six episodes of WandaVision hitting Disney Plus in December. It doesn't get better. It it sure does, though, Todd. Um, <laughs> so who who wants to go first on WandaVision? It looks really good, and I want it. The one I'm about most it, excited cool. about this year is definitely WandaVision. I'm really sad I got to wait till December. Yeah, I'll field. Um, I think that it's going to be trippy and weird and great. Uh, I think that WandaVision is what sets up the multiverse. I think... Todd, I know you just said that the Eternals is what's going to like blow the lid off the MCU. I think <laughs> that the Eternals is going to like peek open the little bit, a little bit like, oh, look, there's maybe some other shit out there. And then WandaVision is going to happen and things are going to get wild um, because Scarlet Witch's a ability to like rip reality apart and b inability to control her ability to rip reality apart is really going to come into play. I'm super excited for every single episode of this show to be in a wildly different decade. Um, yes. My guess yeah. is that we start like very, cause it's six episodes, right? So I think episode one is like the fifties and maybe they don't go in order, but I think it literally is like episode one is the fifties. Then it's the sixties. Yep. It's the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, and then rip open. Here we are in the multiverse. Shit is bananas. Dr. Strange is there. Um, everybody hide because Nightmare is also there. Um, that's really my like whole prediction. I think it's going to be great. I am truly more excited about WandaVision than I am about anything else that's coming out this year. Um, with the exception of maybe Black Widow. I'm pretty stoked on Black Widow. But um, Same. That's where I stand. Um, yeah. in I hype, mean, to be fair, we, we haven't seen a lot of trailers yet. so It's really just like the one like 20 second sampler. Yeah. So my big prediction, actually, Matt, and you'll you might be disappointed by this, is I think they're gonna do the old the the Marvel trailer twist on us and only have episode the first episode and maybe the first part of the second episode be the uh weird time jumpy sitcom y stuff that they've been teasing. 
Mm. And then and then the last four episodes will be the the reality ripping nightmare fighting stuff. Mostly cuz I don't see I mean I I would love it. It would be awesome if all six episodes were like a different decade and a different style and super crazy. I don't see Disney r- trusting that format for six whole episodes though. I I will straight up just disagree with you outright. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the different decade stuff is going to be the frame in which we see the dissolve of Scarlet Witch's grasp on reality. Um, and I I think that all of those all of those decade hops and stuff are going to be not where we spend most of the episode. But like the frame in which we go into her brain um, and the lens at which we see it through. Basically, like every episode, we open another door in the long hallway that is Scarlet Witch's reality and see another decade of her trying to piece together her brain with Vision being dead. Um, And this is something I wanted to do this episode with the predictions flying. Want to bet on it? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Todd, Andrew, what what should we bet? Um, you should bet if you're gonna cut your hand off with a round. No, the loser has to do the loser has to do a Final Fantasy podcast with Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Hey, I've got uh, you. You worry about what you're gonna bet about. I gotta let me let me say a thing. I want to say a thing. Say a thing, Todd. No one is talking about Catherine Hahn, aka uh, Ben Wyatt's wife from Step Brothers. <laughs> Ben White, yes. <laughs> she's, she's, wow, what a pull. Yeah. So Scott's she, wife from Adam, it's, Some would say. Um, Alice, <laughs> as in stay golden pony boy, Alice. Um, so she is in this series, and she's going to play a character um, that is either named Agatha or lo- loosely based off Agatha, which is a witch that I think sets up this nightmare scenario for Scarlet Witch that like leads her to nightmare. And so like I am 100% in that I would agree that I believe it's going to go by decades. I don't know if they spend every episode in a decade, but shit is going to break down. And that in the end is when Doctor Strange is going to show up, because I think this pretty obviously leads to multiverse of madness. Mm -hmm. And like, I think it sets up Scarlet Witch to have a way bigger role going forward. Um, And so... and, And not in like, not in a positive way, but in a I can't control my magic way... And I gotta figure this out. I I will in a similar prediction to my last one. Um, Catherine Hahn will definitely be in this. I think she'll play a bigger role in Multiverse of Madness. I don't is she? I don't know if she's cast in that. I don't know if they've. I don't. Know I know that. that she's in this because like she's supposed to be the next door neighbor, but I think she's like a witch. I think that's the whole thing. Well, and Dis- it could be a, a case of Disney playing things close to the vest to mm-hmm. not uh, let too much out too early. They also have. Um, uh, a woman named Tayona Paris is cast as Monica Rambeau, which is like the the girl that um, the daughter of uh, whatever her name was from. It's 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 another version. Uh, it's the uh, it's the girl that was from um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's the oh, word I couldn't come up oh, with. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she becomes she becomes photon, I think, yes. or something like that. So. Anyway, that's what I've got. I think it's going to be really, really great. I'm pumped for it. Yeah. Is anyone, anyone else, any hot takes? WandaVision, before we wrap it up? 
Cool. So those are all our 2020 um, offerings from the MCU. I don't want to spend nearly as much time on this part, but do you guys want to talk about any any of the 2021 or 22 movies before we wrap up? Any anything? I, you should say you say the name, and we'll each give you one sentence. All right, rapid fire. It might be as easy as I do not care. Lightning yeah. round. Here we go. So early 2021, we get six episodes of Loki. It is time travel heist. Time Variance Authority gets involved. It introduces um, the, oh shit, one of the, the bad guy that deals with time travel. Kang. Kang, Krang, Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror comes in at Loki. Lightning round. Matt, Andrew. Um, I do not care about this, and I am not sorry. I am tired of Loki. Hot take. I'm done. I'm out. I don't care. Krang was the brain from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kang, <laughs> Kang is Kang. the the time traveling <laughs> villain from uh, Marvel. All right. Bonus bonus bullet point. I'm stealing part of Andrews because he didn't say much. Um, I cede my time Kang, to Todd. Kang Kang is also tied to the Fantastic Four because it is the descendant of Reed Richards. So oh, you get okay. Fantastic Four nod too. All right. I'm gonna institute a new rule: is that no one can give their time to anyone else. <laughs> Because this is a very long episode already. Um, so after that, in February of 2021, we get Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Seven Stars. I thought uh, it was ten, ten rings. It's ten rings. It's ten Andrew rings. Andrew definitely changed, changed that. Stars. <laughs> and, I Andrew, changed it. Andrew definitely Todd changed told that. Todd me he corrected things, so I trusted him. No, that was... Andrew did this to you. He wronged you. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about Super Mario RPG and the Legend of the Seven we Stars sure, if you want to. We sure to. can't talk about that. Um, All right. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Seven... Or, damn it. Ten rings. Um, uh, a couple things. Shang-Chi is, is related to um, the Mandarin. That is a thing. That is a fact. We're going to get the real Mandarin in the real Ten Rings. Also rumored, Feng Feng Foom is in it, which is a giant mythical dragon. I, I don't know how I feel about the name Feng Feng Foom. There's a reason why they haven't used it this long. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, like most things in this world, it's stupid. <laughs> Anything um, else? I have, yeah, I have a take. The giant sword is played by John Voight. <laughs> we're locking these documents from now on um i'm just excited to get a kung fu movie in the mcu that's yeah that's i'm stoked on that and that alone i'm excited for them to get a second chance to do kung fu right um, yeah, thank you after they after they bombed iron fist oh iron fist don't don't contact me about how they didn't actually bomb iron fist because i don't want to hear they, it they All did right. and you're wrong um after after Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, we get the movie we are all very, very excited for here at Debate This in May of 2021, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Lightning round, Todd. There has not been enough Benedict Cumberbatch in the universe since he's been introduced. I am pumped. Matt. I was really sad that Scott Derrickson was out and now Sam Raimi might be in and that makes me feel really good. This movie still needs to have a horror element. I understand that Scott Derrickson probably was going to go too graphic for the mouse. So I like Sam Raimi a lot. Andrew. Uh, Doctor Strange, the thousand year door will be a really interesting take. <laughs> <You're done. laughs> um, I I am also excited for the presence of Sam Raimi, more, um, not only for the Sam Raimi-ness of it all, but for the, Im the implication that they'll uh, just continue their trend of occasionally bringing in uh, directors with very distinct styles because those were some of the best like between Avengers movies were the 
the one that Edgar Wright did half of and the one that um and Black Panther which was Ryan directed Coogler. by the Ryan Coogler thank you um that it I like seeing that very distinct like style added to the um what turn what can turn into just like a slog of like sameness um it breaks those up and I'm excited by that please note the difference between <laughs> sameness and raminess <laughs> andrew oh you went all right so after that we get uh 23 episodes in mid 2021 of the what if series on disney plus uh todd fuck todd hey, i'm going first oh. um hot hot take i want this as a podcast not as a disney plus series um, if you haven't listened to Wolverine, The Long Night, it's very, very good. They could do What If as a podcast, and it would be great, and we don't need it on Disney+. Plus. End. Nice. I'm very excited for them to explore one big variable that could have impacted every single Marvel movie, have huge success over it, and just continue to do this. Uh, there's a version. My What If story is, what if Andrew actually kept a Disney Plus subscription for more than <laughs> six months? <laughs> Um, I, I very much like this as a like black mirror esque type show where just new episodes drop when they come at, when they have them ready, um, because they don't necessarily need any continuity. Um, I, you know, got a movie coming out, do a couple what ifs about the character. And I just, I just want to see as much of this series come out as possible before it dries up after that. July 2021, we get the third entry in the MCU Spider-Man trilogy. Doesn't have a title. Hot takes, lightning round. Todd's give, shaking his give head. Me, give me Craven as the bad guy. Also, give me a superhero lawyer that is either She-Hulk or Daredevil that plays a role in this film. The twist, the twist is it's solved by... Um, it's one of the uh, shape-shifting aliens also being Peter Parker at the same place that um, Spider-Man is at. Good. Matt? Uh, Spider-Man 3, colon, Homeward Bound. Ah, I was just going to say that, damn it. <laughs> ha! Suck it. All right. My, mine is Spider-Man 3, colon, Bowser's Inside Story. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. After that, we get Thor 4, Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021. Lightning round, Todd. Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Give it to me. Um, Bill Hader as Beta Ray Bill Hader. I also want Beta Ray Bill Hader. That, um, that's <laughs> so my start only... the hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag Beta Ray Bill Hader. Um, Matt. Uh, I'm in this movie for Natalie Thortman and Natalie Thortman alone. Natalie Thortman. <laughs> um, uh, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi? Yeah, I'm I'm in it for Taika Waititi. Yeah, same. Um, all right, uh, we're we're ra wrapping it up. We got in late 2021 six episodes of a Hawkeye series. No one knows no. anything about this except it's him. It's no one be asked some for of, this. Some of the shit that he was doing while he was um off off going rogue, and it's also going to be him training Kate Bishop. However. Knowing all that, they're probably going to make it really, really, really important, and none of us are going to see it coming. None of us are going to see it. <laughs> um, hot, hot take, I don't think Jeremy Renner is in this. I think it's all Kate Bishop. Oh, yeah. Hot, hot take, my follow-up to that hot take is I also, I don't see Jeremy Renner staying out of a major scandal for two years. <laughs> Boom. Um, 
<laughs> nice. and also agree with Matt. Um, Here, if we're if we're really throwing like the hail mary, I think this sets up um, the Young Avengers, and yeah. they they were planning on Jeremy Renner being like the trainer of them, but they'll probably dodge and put it elsewhere. But he's, yeah, he's easy to write out if he gets involved in a major scandal. In the major scandal. Um, and wrapping it up for all our like scheduled releases in May 2022, we get Black Panther two, lightning round. We'll go backwards, Andrew. Black Panther 2, Electric Boogaloo. Great. Matt. <laughs> I'm not convinced we're all going to be alive long enough to see this movie. <laughs> Absolutely don't think we're going to make it to 2022, y'all. All right, Todd's turn. Um, I want this to be Black Panther 2. Electric Black Panther. Boogaloo. I want this to be Black Panther, The Two Kingdoms, and I want Namor to be involved, and maybe this is where they give us Doctor Doom. I also I also want all of that because um, I think Namor, a secret hidden society's Atlantis versus Wakanda, secret hidden society, is excellent. Yes. Um, all right, we're gonna do one last lightning round, and we're gonna close it out. Um, those are all the scheduled movies. Um, Marvel has announced <clears throat> a lot of other properties that will be tied into the MCU that I'm not going to list here. Um, there's also a lot of rumors that of things that'll be tied in like fantastic Four, dr doom x-men etc um since they now own all those properties as well so for our last lightning round um one quick todd sentence um what announced property are you most excited for that we haven't already talked about todd captain marvel 2 it introduces x-men matt uh, Blade and Moon Knight and um, uh, Morbius, I guess, set up for Midnight Suns or Dark Avengers. Oh, yeah. Retweet. Andrew. X-Men, X-Men, and more X-Men. Uh, mine is... Uh, some, and Moon Knight. Someone, someone competent finally making a Fantastic Four movie. Um, we, know, we know, Kyle. We know. I'm so ready. <laughs> Guys, I want a good Fantastic Four movie so bad. So... We're we this has been a long episode. We're closing in on three hours. Lord. No, no two hours. Two hours. Well, um, we had the time skip happen while we were recording. So Yes. Um so everyone listening at home, uh please stay please stay tuned in by following us on Twitter and Instagram at debate this cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. We have talked about um putting up some extra content involving these properties and we intend to inform you about it as more things get announced as we decide more things about it um jesus christ i hope you don't noise gate out the long drawn out noise that matt just made by sucking every last drop of water out of his big gulp i you I monster i'm going to you're not don't um animal on that note, this has been the state of the MCU as presented by Debate This. Um, I'm Kyle Harper. I'm Todd Moore, David Harbour, in tight red spandex Thomas. I'm Matt. No one on this fucking podcast has a concept of what one sentence is, Cole. And I'm Andrew. A Spider-Man movie featuring Pace Pot Pete should be called Spider-Man Sticker Star. <laughs> Henderson. <laughs>
That's a Kirby game, isn't it? The Kirby game. It's Paper Mario. Oh, I thought that, that's a that is a Kirby's Pillow Palace ass name if I've never heard one. And we're saying thanks for listening. And if you have any a problem with anything we've said today, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. I love your wording. If you have a problem with us, <laughs> you like, have not, a problem not with what. <laughs>